All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Laugh on the Death Chart. Your co-host, Timon Jones, my fellow co-host, Avery Better, and our special guest today, Clayton Williams. Say hello. What's going on, fellas? Jordan Covington. How are you doing today? All right, all right. So first topic on the agenda, this is what I personally thought of. How do we feel about this taunting agenda bullshit that the NFL is doing on the players this year? Uh, Clayton, I'll let you start with the, uh, the first topic since you're a new guy here on, on the podcast. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Okay. Can you explain it? All right. So the NFL has made a big thing this year, Clayton, where they're cracking out. <laughs> oh, God. The NFL, <laughs> the NFL is, is cracking down on taunting, uh, taunting uh, this year. And actually, I, I, there's a video where, like, there's a, a – uh, collection of all the taunting that was done this weekend in the uh, in the games and flags are thrown galore. They're really cracking down like taunting. So you can't like get a big hit, send over a player or like celebrate a touchdown or get flagged for it. The NFL is cracking down on it. <clears throat> and obviously fans don't like it because you know who's going to see their favorite player score a touchdown and show off. Obviously not, you know, like AB twerked in the end zone like that one time, but you know. So yeah, I mean uh, since you don't know much about it, uh, Avery, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes, yeah, I, I definitely disagree with it. So uh, there was something over the summer where uh, the owner of the Giants, I think his name's John Mara, he yeah. he came out and was saying how um, people are tired of this, tired of you know these players celebrating too much and getting in people's faces and this and that. I I just think. I don't know. It's kind of a gray area because maybe certain things that players might do, you know, deserve to be flagged. But I don't know. It's definitely gone way too far. And from what I can tell on Twitter, uh, pretty much everybody that watches the NFL disagrees with it. So I can't see it lasting very long uh, after this year. Jordan, anything? Man, listen, I'm going to tell you something real quick now. So this is why the NFL is what is called the NFL, the no skin fun league. This is trash, all right? Who wants to freaking just see people score a touchdown, okay, and then walk back to the sidelines? Like, motherfucker, if I'm paying all this money, I want to see you get hyped. I want to see you do some dumb shit. I want to see mm-hmm. you do They already got millions and millions of dollars. Entertain me. They are supposed to entertain and perform. That is why they get paid all those bucks. So for the NFL to try to stipulate some rule where people can't taunt some of that, that's stupid. These are grown-ass men. Do you think they little boys or something like that? Like, let them taunt. I show up all the time. If I score a touchdown, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the DMX freaking suck my type shit, all right? I'm going to do that. Yeah, so I can see stuff like that getting flagged, but yeah, that's a little too much. The key and pill sketch, or sketch, <laughs> <laughs> doing the hump. But um, I'll take it back on what Jordan said. At the end of the day, the NFL is in the entertainment business, and it's entertaining to see players score and celebrate each other in emotion. And the NFL just doing that is just not fun at all. What's the point of that? It's just so stupid. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And uh, yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next one. Um, so, we are two weeks through the NFL. Well, currently the Lions and the Packers are playing, but this is an irrelevant game. So, <laughs> this topic is contender or pretender. 
and I'm just going to go through the 2-0 and teams, and we'll just have a little comment. If anybody, you know, thinks strongly one way or another, you know, then go ahead and voice your opinion. So we'll start off with uh, obviously the reigning Super Bowl champions. I don't expect much controversy, but uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, contender, for sure. I mean, that's, that's, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, we all agree on that. All right, I agree. Okay. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, 2-0, they've beaten the Ravens. Pretenders. 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 Why do you think that? Because, Brett, listen, do y'all not know who Derek Carr's brother is? Oh, my God. Matt Carr. That motherfucker sucks. David? 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 (laughs) Huh? David Carr? David Carr, Matt Carr, I don't care, Carr. Anyways, they both <laughs> suck, okay? And if you really think that the Raiders are going to be relevant, when's the last time Raiders have ever been relevant? I think maybe back when Jamie Foxx was in that movie when he was dressed in the Raiders uniform, maybe then, but that's about it. Nobody Any given Sunday? <laughs> yeah, that that movie. That, was that the movie name? Yeah. Okay, this is a dope movie, though. But anyways, that team sucks, <laughs> bro. Like, whoa, they, whoa, whoa. They suck? Yes, I said it. They suck. What is good about them? They have their best player, their best like target per se is a guy from Clemson named Hunter Renfro. Oh my god! And then they got Rugs. Whoa, whoa, Rugs. Rugs can only sprint freaking. No, no, not even Rugs. I know they got they got Darren Waller. He's cool. He's cool. Don't get me wrong. He's cool. But do y'all really think that they're actually going to be a contender in the AFC? You think they're going to be the Bills? No. All right. (laughs) <laughs> they won't be the Steelers. They won't be the Chiefs. Wait, they who they beat? Who they just? <laughs> they just beat the Steelers. It's the regular season. See, that's right. your problem. Are, are, Steelers, the Jordan, are the Steelers pretenders or contenders, uh, contenders bro? Oh, they definitely pretenders because they got named Wait. Juju. They got a dude named Juju on their team. Jordan oh, invalidated his whole argument. Yeah. Look okay. Here. So the Steelers. Okay, Clayton, what do you think about the Raiders? All right. So I, I'm really. Uh, a coin flip on the Raiders. I'm going to call them contenders right now uh, just because the other 2-0 team in their division, uh, they could be a contender, but I, I don't think they both can be. Uh, like Jordan said, they got two wins, one against Pittsburgh, who he called a, a pretender, and then one against Baltimore, who we all think uh, should be pretenders because of all their injuries, but I'm going to call them contenders still because mm-hmm. they got Lamar Jackson. Derek Carr has been great through two games. He's leading the league in passing, uh, and they don't even have their best running back, Josh Jacobs. Uh, that receiving core is actually really good. I don't know why Jordan tried to make him out to be bad. Waller, Ruggs, uh, Renfro, and Brian Edwards have all been playing really good. And if you look at their schedule, they get to play the NFC least. So that means he, they got a good chance to get three or four wins right there. Uh, so I see them uh, maybe scratching into the playoffs. I'm not so confident that they'll win their division, but we'll see how yeah. that plays out. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. Um, I don't trust them enough to be strong to say they're contenders, but they look like a wild card playoff team to me right now. Um, oh, my God! And as far as how much farther they'll go <laughs> – um, I don't know. We'll see. But the Chiefs are going to win the division. 
Broncos, like you mentioned, we'll touch on them. They look pretty good. So um, I'll say contender right now, but can't really trust them uh, at this point. What about you, Timon? I see. I'm on Clayton on that. I'm I'm on the flip side of that coin. I think they're pretenders. I'm just looking at the, the division. I mean, I just can't see the Chiefs being third in that division for long. I mean, and I like I really like Justin Herbert, and that that Chargers team is really good. I really don't think I I think they'll start off hot but kind of cool off. I don't think Gruden's coaching style in this day and age. And that's my boy. I love Gruden. Got the Bucks the first championship. I don't see his, his coaching style doing well in this era of the NFL. So I'm gonna go pretenders. Okay. Yeah, that is a good – that's a really good division. So, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move on to um, Clayton's favorite team. We got the Carolina Panthers sitting mm. at two. <laughs> you want to take this one first, Clayton? Don't mind if I do. Uh, I like to call myself the objective Carolina Panther fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never too optimistic, never too pessimistic. Mm-hmm. So I will be honest in my assessment and call the Carolina Panthers pretenders, mm-hmm. you know, oh, wow. despite their 2-0 and start. Uh, their two wins are very mediocre wins coming against the New the York Jets. Jets and the New Orleans Saints. And I'll start off by saying uh, I want to send my prayers to the city of New Orleans and anybody affected by Hurricane Ida. I know a lot of people are still dealing with not having electricity and things like that. And the Saints are the one NFL team that is dealing really bad still with the effects of that hurricane. They had to play in Jacksonville their first week. And then this week they had to deal with a lot of COVID issues on their coaching staff. They were missing eight assistants. They had eight defensive players uh, out in that game. And then their fourth-string quarterback, a guy by the name of Ian Book from the University of Notre Dame, was responsible for making the offensive and defensive substitutions in the game. Mm. Uh, So with that being said, Sam Darnold was able to take advantage of that defense, and obviously he took advantage of the Jets' defense, and he's gotten off to one of the best starts in his career. Uh. The one bright note on the Panthers is that their defense is really, really good. They're number one in total defense, uh, the number one rushing defense, the number two passing defense, and they lead currently lead the league in sacks right now. So uh, I expect all of that to kind of slow down as the season progress. They start playing bet- better teams and things like that. Uh, so that's why I'm calling the Carolina Panthers pretenders. All right. Wow. Timon? Uh, definitely pretenders. I like to say it's the Jets and the Saints were wrecked with COVID and a plethora of other issues that Clayton eloquently point out, uh, pointed out. Um, yeah, man, I just can't see them being contending for long. I mean, they play in the NFC South, which honestly, I can see them coming in second behind the Bucks, obviously, but that's two of them. That's, I, yeah, I just can't see them being uh, contenders actually making a deep, a deep playoff run. Maybe next year, but I'm not convinced on them just yet. All right, Jordan. So, to be honest, the way I feel about the Carolina Panthers, you know, I'm very pleasantly surprised with how they've been playing. Um, You know, they have shown very good spurts of offensive tactics and defensive tactics. The only thing that kind of, like, alarms me about their team is their best, like, 
core wide receiver is DJ Moore. And I don't really know if he's like a top wide receiver that you will want on your team, you know, and I love their defense. Their defense is really, really good, but I just don't trust their offense to stay consistent enough. So that's why we call them pretenders. Interesting. Okay. Clayton on that DJ Moore point, do you think he can be a number one receiver? Uh, He is a number one. If you're just talking about the receiver, he isn't the best receiver on the team. That would be Christian McCaffrey. But, uh, yeah, he, he can definitely be a number one in the league. Yeah. Okay. I think the Panthers are similar to the Raiders from my view. Um, they are. All right, Jordan. All right, Jordan. They are semi-contenders. They also play the NFC East, as you know, Clayton. And, you know, they got the Texans next. So they have a lot of winnable, very winnable games on their schedule. Um, I'd be surprised if they – don't win 10 games based off how their schedule looks at this point. Um, so I'll put them as fringe contenders, you know, looking at possibly 10 and seven um, just with the schedule they have. And, you know, a lot of good young talent. Hmm. All right. Um, so similar to the Buccaneers, we can move past this one. If, if uh, we have a quick ag- agree, um, the Los Angeles Rams are also 2-0. and I would assume everybody thinks they're a contender, but I'll just put that out there. Hell no. All right. Listen, and I, I, I ain't got no problem with the team, but all right, I might get some hate for this. I ain't going to lie. Cooper Cup can't be your number one wide receiver. Why? He's just not a wide receiver to me, man. It's like, <laughs> what? If, if anything, he he just he like Wes Walker. Wes Walker wasn't oh. like the number one person for Tom Brady. I mean, technically, maybe he was, but it was Rob Gronkowski was his best like receiver overall. You know, I just I don't trust Cooper Cup to be that guy, and he's kind of injury prone too. Like I I like what Matthew Stafford's doing with offense, hundred percent. He's better than Jared Goff. We we can hundred percent see that. But I just don't know, man. Like, Cooper Cup being that guy, he is literally leading the league in catching and receiving right now. I don't see that last one. Okay. So you think because Cooper Cup being the number one receiver will lead to a downfall as contenders? It's not that, but it's just like, who else is Matthew Stafford really throwing to besides him? That's the only person I ever see him throwing to now. He de- <clears throat> That's definitely his favorite target. But, I mean, we got Robert Woods. Who's really good? Um, Van Jefferson from Florida. This is his second year. Deshaun Jackson. We actually have him, even though we don't use him that much. Um, and uh, Higby is a, a pretty good tight end, serviceable, and a big guy. So he's got other weapons, but he's definitely relying on Cup right now. Um, Clayton and uh, Timon, how about how about you guys? Contender, pretender? Uh, I'll go uh, contender for sure. Um, I've I like how I've seen these, past, these first two games. How you guys play against us on Sunday, um, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to watch that game. I believe that's a Sunday night primetime game, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So, yeah, I'm looking to see how you guys match up against the defending champs and see how – really for us as well, see how we match up against y'all. Two great defenses, two great offenses. It should be exciting. But I'll go contender for the Rams. And I'll second that. I'll go contenders. Uh, like Timon said – it's a great offense, great defense. Uh, Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL currently. DJ Watt. Who? 
TJ Watt when he's healthy. Okay, I'll just ignore that. But um, thank you. Yeah, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player. You got Jalen Ramsey, probably the best corner in the league, mm-hmm. and then uh, a high power offense with young, innovative coach. They're they're contenders. Awesome, and obviously I agree. So we'll move towards uh, in division rival Kyler Murray's Arizona Cardinals, who are two oh. zero and barely beat the Vikings, who missed a forty yard field goal to win the game. So, oh my Cardinals. gosh, Cardinals. Elaborate, Jordan. Because, man, like you just said, as simple as that, they honestly shouldn't have even won the game. And I I don't want to go into another topic that ain't about this topic, but just saying, Kyler Murray, in my opinion, is better than Lamar Jackson. But I'm not going to oh go into that too much. So all right, all right. Lamar. I'm yeah, just, all right, Bill Polian. I'm yeah. just leaving that for now. But listen, but listen, but listen. <laughs> I think the Arizona Cardinals, they're good, but their running game is very suspect. James Conner, he, he's, he's not that guy. Um, they have great wide receiver core, hundred percent, but I don't trust their defense. Their defense really allowed uh freaking the Vikings, the Vikings to almost win that game. The Vikings are not a good team at all. So the fact that they struggle against them is very alarming to me. So if I had to see him go up against a team like the Seattle Seahawks, he will lose. If you had to go up against the Rams, he will lose. So I think they're pretenders. Okay. All right, Tamon. Uh, listen, man. I, I I will say this off the bat. I think Kyler Murray, Murray, Kyler Murray is my early favorite to win the MVP. That motherfucker is electric. I mean, bro, I didn't realize he had that uh, that cannon for an arm, man. Uh-huh. I mean, and with D-Hop downfield, bro, I I just can't see that offense being bad being stalled off for less than twenty five points, leaving less than twenty five points. Now, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with their defense, but if I'm not mistaken, Pastor Peterson still plays for them. He plays at a high level. He's on the um, Vikings. Really? Okay, then. <laughs> so, I apologize. My they got Taylor Jones. Oh, MC. John Jones' brother. Okay, yeah. Nice. And J.J. Watt. Okay. So, I'll say the defense is decent, but um, and there's an extra playoff spot this year in the playoffs. I'll I'll say contender, man. They're definitely going to be in the hunt this season, for sure. Hmm. All right, Clayton. And then I'll agree that the Cardinals are contenders. Uh, the NFC West is super deep, super strong. I want to go out on the limb. And uh, also, I heard a couple of uh, personalities say that they expect all four teams to make it. I'm going to go on that limb and also say that. Wow. I think that's just how deep that division is. Uh, the Cardinals might finish fourth, but we're talking high praise. We're talking an MVP coming on a team that might come in fourth. Uh, in their division, so uh, all respect to Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals, JJ Watt, uh, uh, Jones, uh, Isaiah Simmons, and all them boys, Buda Baker, one of my favorite safeties. Mm. All right, yeah, I, I, I disagree, I, I don't think that they're contenders. Oh, wow, um, I don't know, they they're a Talented team for sure. Uh, I'm not a fan of Kingsbury. I don't think he he's a great play caller at times, but situationally, I don't think he's very good. And obviously, I've seen us play the Cardinals a lot. Um, for example, against the Vikings, they had a 24 second drive with under three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they're winning. You know, they're winning the game. I think they're winning by what one point. 
And they had a 24-second drive when they're trying to, you know, run the clock out, get a first down with the game. So it's things like that that, you know, they did get past the Vikings, but I don't think that's going to happen against, you know, a little better caliber of teams. Um, So we'll see. Their defense uh, looked great against the Titans. I don't think it is as good as it looked. Nope. Um, I don't think you can trust week one. I think the Titans that we saw this week are the Titans, you know, that you're going to see the whole year, the one against the Seahawks. So we'll see how they stack up. I mean, they're going to beat the Jaguars this week, but then they're going to have some tests. They play the Rams, the 49ers, and the Browns. I can see them being 3-3 three and three at that point. So I'm going to say pretender, and, uh, you know, we'll see from here. There you go. All right. All right. And uh, – just about done, but we got the Broncos also at 2-0. I know we touched on them with the Raiders. Um, Clayton, I know you kind of touched on them as a potential contender. Yeah. Jordan, what you like on them? Man, them boys pretenders, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all really think the Broncos with freaking Teddy Bridgewater is about to be contenders? Really? I want y'all to really think realistically about who the top wide receiver is on that team. <laughs> Just think. It's also the receivers. Are receivers essentially make the playoffs in your eyes? Your well, they got to catch the dang ball to get a touchdown because I'll tell you one thing, they ain't got no running back. Wait. What? All right. Jordan. Jordan. Can you fire a dude on there? Who, 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 who are they running back? Yeah. I'm going to cut you out of this podcast. Yeah, you're knee They have Javante Williams. UNC, and they got Melvin Gordon. That's one of the best duos so, probably in the NFL. If you look at the stats right now, did, did they do anything realistically? Um, yeah. They, yeah. Melvin what? Gordon had a 70-yard touchdown week one. Yeah. I'm Williams, talking about week two. We're not talking about week one. Javante Williams rushed for like 60 yards. Wow. Five yards six, to carry. Six, 60 yards. Anyway. They split, they split 50-50, Jordan. I, I, listen, this is my take. Okay. <laughs> So, my opinion is I feel like they are pretenders. And it's not that I don't trust their defense because I love their defense. Their defense is 100% lit. But Tay Bridgewater is just an average quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad. But I don't think he ever will move the needle to be a a person who can bring you to the playoffs and win actual playoff round. And that's why I just feel like, you know, they have their position right now. You know, they're doing their thing. But when they actually start playing against competition that actually has – legitimate quarterbacks who are able to put pressure on Teddy Bridgewater to make him feel like he has to throw for more than what he does. Because right now he's doing good. 28 or 36, 264 yards, that's really good. But he hasn't felt the pressure yet. When he feels the pressure going against a really like good slash elite quarterback, I don't see him being able to produce the same amount of stats and numbers against that team. Because with the Carolina Panthers, he was just average. He was never the guy who would move the needle for them. That is true. I mean, with the Panthers, you know, he didn't have the best season. It, I feel like he fits into this Broncos offense a little better. So I do think they're contenders with that defense, uh, especially <clears throat> once that running game really gets going. They actually have a lot of weapons on offense. Um, Judy is out right now, but once he comes back, they're kind of they're pretty much loaded offensively, and their line is not bad. So Bridgewater's got a lot of help, and uh, that defense. Is I mean, it's very good, and I think they're just kind of figuring things out. So I'll definitely put them as a contender. 
And then my, me personally, I'll go pretender. Again, that division's just so tough. I just can't see the Chiefs not climbing the ranks number one. And then I want to see maybe if at all two teams getting out of there and one spot's already taken by the Chiefs. I'll get the second team if one were to make it out of there. I'd honestly go Chargers. But that's just my opinion on that. Okay. That makes sense. And the last one is the 49ers in the NFC West. Um, I think we all think they're contenders, unless anybody disagrees. I, I say pretender if Jimmy oh. G's quarterback the whole season, contender if they, they finally put in Trey Lance as, as a starter. All right. I like that. And I'll say contender, but they have to figure out their running back situation. All those guys have gotten uh, hurt over these last two games, so they got to figure out who who can stay healthy. All right, I'm just jumping in to say one damn thing. Whoa. <laughs> Tampa Bay ain't shit. Oh. Raiders ain't oh, shit. Oh, Lamar Jackson ain't no damn fantasy all-elite quarterback. Yeah, thank you. Thank Good you, night, motherfucker. Thank you. The Steelers yeah. lost. The Steelers My lost. name is John Cleese Brown. Pittsburgh going to be all right. We're going to bounce back from there it. Y'all go. have a good night. All right, you too. Okay, uh, can you cut that out, Avery? <laughs> <laughs> that might be tough. <laughs> okay. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. So we got callers in now. I didn't. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> we, got, we got callers lighting up the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! All right. All right. Um, that's all the undefeated teams, correct? That's all the undefeated teams. I wanted to move to um, college football. Um, I assume everybody saw or at least followed in some regard the Florida-Alabama game. Yes. Florida put up a really good fight, ended up losing 31-29 um, behind a good running game and defense. Um so the real question here um, is: Alabama still the team to beat in college football? Uh, I'll start off here. Yes, a hundred percent. But I feel like now teams like there's there's blood in the water now. Florida definitely struck a big blow to Alabama. Uh, they don't they don't look so immortal anymore. I think teams are catching up, and that number one seed or number one ranking seed is up for grabs. But um, yeah, Alabama is definitely able, it, they're definitely able to keep, but. They're not. They're the team to beat, but it's not impossible to beat them as it, it was like you know, seven or eight years ago. Okay, so yes, they are the team to beat. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Charles, that's man contradicting himself. <laughs> well, you can't talk on that. All right, Clayton, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Alex, Alabama's the team to beat. Uh, the great Ric Flair once said, "To be the man, you got to beat the man." Mm-hmm. So, uh, until they lose, they're still the best team in the nation. They're the defending national champs. Uh, I think the only team that may come close to the talent that they can put on the field is Georgia. But that, once again, that's one of those Nick Saban versus Kirby Smart situations mm-hmm. uh, where the student has to beat the master. If you read the 48 Laws of Power, you know that's rule number one, never outshine the master. And I think that would be the case if those two uh, meet up later in the season. Uh, to our listeners, Clayton likes to read books. Uh, Jordan, what's your opinion? <laughs> um, so my thing is this: Has Alabama lost yet? No, they're undefeated. Okay, they're undefeated, right? So they beat a really good Florida team, obviously, because Florida mm-hmm. put up a really good fight against them. Indeed, we did. 
And in my opinion, college football is down this year. There are a lot of teams that are just lacking. And there's probably only maybe two to three teams that I think are actually legitimate teams. And I'm going to name them real quick. Alabama, Oregon, and Georgia. Those are the only teams I actually see are that are relevant to Alabama at present time. And my thing is this. Yes, Alabama did end up only winning by two against Florida, but they still won. And that speaks a lot of value for what type of team Nick Saban has. And I think they're only going to get better throughout the season. And with that being said, I don't feel like any other team can really compete with them when they're in their full stride. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I would agree. I definitely think Alabama is the team to beat. I think that's what you said, Jordan. That's great. And uh, at this point, <laughs> they lost so many players to the draft, and there's so many NFL starters now from that team last year, and they're still just rolling. And while Florida did put up a good fight, um, it is impressive that they beat Florida in the third game of the season with all these new starters um, with Bryce in Young. Gainesville, in Gainesville with the fans. So that's that's a lot to be said. Dan Mullen, uh, Timon is a great coach. Um, so you you guys definitely put up a good fight, but um, yeah, Bama's the team to beat for sure. I think, like Clayton said, Georgia has the talent. I just think sometimes it comes down to the special players and does JT Daniels who I assume will be the quarterback when they play. Um, does he have enough to beat Bryce Young, who we clearly see as a special player? I don't think so, and that's why I definitely think that Bama is still the team to beat. Fair enough. All right. What's the next topic? All right, so next, is Darius calling in? Uh, I shot him a text, uh, don't think he's joining in, fellas. <laughs> uh, okay. All so, right, well, we'll just yeah. do it. All right, Jordan, I'll, I'll put the real Darius. How can you watch that game and not say Lamar Jackson <laughs> is an all-pro MVP elite quarterback in this league? All right. So, I knew this topic was coming again. I prepared for it <laughs> mentally. So, Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong. There's a, a miss – conception about my just desire to want to hate on Lamar Jackson. So can I get in for a second? I was I was present when Lamar threw that first pick. You began you began laughing maniacally at his downfall and said you were right. Can you kinda of elaborate on, on how you don't hate on him seeing him throw interception and how that progressed throughout the night. Well because I mean don't we all like to at the end of the day want to be right about what we say because who wants to be wrong? So yes, I did laugh because Everyone was against me except for me. I was the one who defended the fact that I think that Lamar Jackson is an elite talent, elite NFL player, but not an elite quarterback. And I stand by that till this day. Till this wait, 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 day. wait, wait. He's an elite NFL player. Yes. But he is not an, an elite, elite quarterback. quarterback. There you go. And hear me Let out. That sink in. Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't just throw around the word elite. There's only certain players in this NFL at this present day right now who I would consider elite. Let's see, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, elite. You Russell said Baker is. Who? You said Baker is? I don't want to talk about Baker. I said Baker. I feel like it's better than Lamar. I never said oh, Baker is elite. Oh, God. Please, bro. We're not no talking about Baker this again, actually. Yeah. 
Okay, but how about this? Kyler Murray, better than Lamar Jackson. Now, that's an interesting debate, but... Uh, the I past think... two games, maybe, but overall, no. No. No, no, listen. Be... See, y'all prisoners of the moment. See, we gonna get controversial up in here. Because, listen, Cam Newton won the MVP, and I understand he won that MVP. But if you all, in honesty, think that Cam Newton is a great quarterback, he's not. Not anymore. No, no, no. He never really was. He was a great player. He was a great athlete, but he was never a great quarterback. He was that guy who Lamar Jackson is basically falling up right now, where he can do everything except make the throws where it's required. Because in my opinion, there are a lot of throws that Lamar Jackson can easily have because of his athleticism that he will not make. And there's a reason why he won't make it, because he does not trust his arm skills to make that throw. I think... In my opinion, for somebody to be that athletic and that gifted of a player in this league and to have that much talent and skills, he should be the best quarterback because he has everything that most people don't have. Patrick Mahomes is an amazing player slash quarterback, but he does not have, you know, Lamar Jackson's athleticism at all. If he has athleticism, then he would be skies beyond anybody in the world and stuff like that. Lamar Jackson has everything but the ability to throw. And I stand by that till this day. In my opinion, Lamar Jackson was the reason why the freaking Ravens were down in the beginning to the game. He threw two dumb interceptions that he knows for 100% fact was his fault. And I understand they came back. But he won home. the game. Listen, I understand that. But let's not pretend that it wasn't because of his defense that gave him the opportunity to win the game. It helped. You know what I'm it helped. But you are judged off winning and losing. Oh, I let me I get Clayton in here because yeah. uh, Jordan made an interesting comment saying that Cam Newton was never a great quarterback, and that's what he looks at Lamar as. I was just wondering your thoughts on, on that comment. Um, I'll answer that, but first let me just start off by making a statement about Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, please. Uh, my man is Jordan. Plays way too much uh, Madden NFL. My man tries to say, if you Tom Brady, or who, who did he, he didn't use Tom Brady? He Patrick. I said Patrick Mahomes. He said Patrick Mahomes. Lamar <laughs> Jackson's speed and athleticism. He would be the greatest quarterback ever. No dip. <laughs> That's why God doesn't give somebody every single talent that you possibly have. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but back to the Cam Newton thing. Uh, Jordan has a fair argument if he wants to say Cam Newton was never a great quarterback. I would disagree. He had great seasons, but he was never able to put together, uh, let's say, three or four great years. It would mm-hmm. just be uh, a playoff season followed by an eight and eight or mm-hmm. missed the playoff season and things like that. So that's the only thing that you, uh, Cam or uh, fans of Cam would wish that he had was more uh, winning seasons back to back to back. But I think Cam was a great talent, and uh, it's a shame that he's not on an NFL team right now. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. So with that being said, Lamar, he has had consistent winning seasons. Um, And he's made the playoffs every single year he's been a starter. And the year that he came in for Flacco and got them to the playoffs and got them, you know, to the 
the playoffs, which they actually weren't projected to be at the time that he became the starter. So he's had consecutive, what was it, three consecutive winning seasons. And this is, you know, going to be the fourth one. And, you know, we'll see how this one turns out. But if he makes the playoffs again for a fourth year, doing the things that he's doing, that's, I would say, a pattern of success and something that shows this guy is a great quarterback. And, you know, while he is an athlete, that doesn't take away from the fact that he's a quarterback. Maybe he just plays quarterback a little bit differently than anybody else. And maybe that's not such a bad thing. So that's all I'm going to say. Can I respond to that real quick? Please. Okay. So I want to just make sure that the audience, audience understands this too. So Baker Mayfield was drafted, right? Early on to the Cleveland Browns. Keep in mind, how many coaches did the Cleveland Browns go through before Baker Mayfield got there? I don't know. A lot. A lot. So for us to act like that Baker Mayfield wasn't just put into a position that was very unstable, like at least the Ravens came from a team that actually won the Super Bowl and had some type of success. When's, when's the last time the Browns won anything? Uh, they won, they won a playoff game last year, I think. Come on, I did it. Talking about, I'm talking about when when Baker Mayfield wasn't there. Been a while. Oh, 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 uh, yeah. It just has been a while. Yeah, it, it's it's been a while. So for us to just be like Baker Mayfield has this, this, and this. Yes, he has talent. But for example, is Jarvis Landry always healthy? No. Is Odell Beckham always healthy? No. He has not ever had really consistent players that have always stayed healthy. Lamar Jackson has these players, and I'm not saying that they're better than the ones that are on the Browns, but at least he has a coach that is competent, that has won something in his life. What has the Browns coach ever won? Nothing. Nothing. So for us to pretend like Baker Mayfield has such an advantage over Lamar Jackson, I think it's BS and it's not fair to him because he joined an organization that were losers, have never won nothing since probably the 1980s before we were all born. So we need to give him more respect and understand the fact that he is trying to build a culture of winning that was never established since we were even born. The Ravens have been winning since the early 2000s and late 2000s. So that's all I want to say on that. So would you say that you would give the same respect to Jared Goff? Jared Goff? Yes, because at the end of the day, for example, like like you said with Matthew Stafford, like when, when Greg was on the show last week with Matthew Stafford, I understand Matthew Stafford's a great talent, 100%. He just went to a crappy organization, and that's not his fault. So I just feel like when I say that Baker Mayfield is a quarterback that's better than Lamar Jackson, it's not no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. It's the fact that Baker Mayfield went to an organization, and obviously, you know, it wasn't his choice. It just happened. But he went to an organization that never actually had been established as a team that was contenders. The Ravens were contenders before Lamar Jackson got there. So let's not pretend that they didn't already have a set culture. Yes, Lamar Jackson made them better than Joe Flacco did and stuff. Joe Flacco had that one amazing, you know, three Super Bowl wins uh, in the playoffs before, you know, anybody ever really knew who he was. But Lamar Jackson had an established team that had a culture. Ray Lewis established a culture there. What's the last Browns player that established a culture there that Baker Mayfield could follow? We just, I think we just look at Lamar Jackson with his talent and his athleticism and what he can do as, uh, as a quarterback and just forget the fact that he has a place where he has been that has already had a winning culture and an ideology. Baker Mayfield never had that. And he was thrusted into that 
and has done nothing but, in my opinion, made that organization better. Uh, can I step in? Yeah, go ahead. I want to pose a question. Anybody can answer it. Would the Browns be better with Lamar Jackson? Uh, or would they be better with Lamar Jackson than the Ravens would be with Baker Mayfield? So if you flip the two quarterbacks, who's the better team? Yeah. If you I genuinely two, don't know. I, I you, don't know. In my opinion, if you flip the two quarterbacks and the Browns cater their system to what Lamar does best, they are probably God-tier. the best team in the AFC. Um, or maybe, you know, a game or two behind behind the Chiefs. Lamar if you put Baker on the Ravens, uh, yeah, Baker on the Ravens. I don't think that's even close to a playoff team. But let's let's not ignore the fact that when Baker Mayfield did have Odell, that they weren't good. So we can't just add like because Odell's on the team that that's going to automatically assume that Lamar Jackson is going to be just like a top two team in the AOC. Because I'm thinking more about the offensive line and the running backs. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, 100 percent fair. Browns definitely have a better running game than the Ravens. I 100% agree with that. You got to better like, everything on offense than but, the but like I said, we cannot just ignore the fact that there well, has like, to be some type of an established, you know, just like organization or team for a player to come in who is supposed to be the franchise player to be thrusted into and then just change everything. It's hard to change a losing culture. It's 100% hard. We saw that with Matthew Stafford for 100% facts. As talented as that guy is, he cannot change the losing culture of what the Lions were. Well, Jordan, I was only posing that question because the Browns decided to take Baker over, right. Jack, over Lamar Jackson all them years mm. ago. I agree. We, yes. Fast forward, what, four years, five years now into the future. Right. We're still saying that the Browns would have been better if they would have just taken Lamar Jackson. That's and that, I, I totally understand your point on that. And, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I see Lamar Jackson as a guy who will do amazing things, but then will do boneheaded things at the end of the day that will cause your teams. That fumble he had last week where he just decided to switch his, his, the football from the left hand to the right hand mm. is something that he has shown consistently. But Baker did the same thing. He threw an interception. And, then, and I get that. And I get it. But what I'm saying is Baker Mayfield will make the throws that Lamar Jackson won't make in the clutch moments that is required. That's all I'm saying on that. I don't know. I think Lamar makes the plays, and it might not always be through the air, as the standard quarterback does. But I mean, he's making the plays. Do you? But see, that's the thing too. This quarterback's putting himself at risk by doing those type of runs. If me, as the owner of a franchise, and I saw that he was always putting himself in predicaments, yes, we win it. But he's putting himself in predicaments where he could possibly get hurt. I'm not okay with that. But that's because- that's that's overrated, though. I mean, Russell Wilson is never hurt, right? And he does a lot of running, but you, you're you a smart runner. Lamar doesn't take, you know, heavy, hard hits. If you watch the games this year, I mean, every year, he's running in space, and then he gets down quickly, or he gets out of bounds, or, he, you know, he does something where he's not taking a hard hit. And, I mean, just look this past week. Who are the, who are the quarterbacks that got hurt? You got Andy Dalton, who's I mean, he's not a runner. He got hurt. Carson Wentz, he's not a runner. He got hurt. Tua's not a runner. He got hurt. You just never know. Oh, yeah. So. No, I, I definitely understand that 100%. But if we're going off longevity, 
the quarterback right now that is consistently able to play at an old age is Tom Brady, who is not a runner. So my thing is this. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a guy that would be able to play in the NFL for a long amount of period of time because he puts himself in that predicament. Michael Vick was a similar guy who, after, you know, the whole, you know, dog incident and stuff, still was able to play quarterback, but he was not able to consistently be the number one guy on the team because he would always try to run and avoid situations. So all I'm saying is if Lamar Jackson is able to turn himself more into a pocket thrower instead of just a scrambler off rip, then yes, I 100% believe that he can be that guy. But he's put himself in predicaments that I would not be favoritism of over a guy who's like a pocket passer who will make the scrambles but doesn't actually put himself in the hard way. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we can we can leave that topic at that and yeah. uh, you know just continue you know continue to see how the the year progresses. Because we talk about Lamar every podcast, bro. He's big time. He's Hollywood, bro. I mean, like. I don't know, man. I just, uh, it's I, just crazy. Baker and Lamar come up every pod. Well, yeah. well why, why don't we discuss we, Lamar we, and uh, Josh Allen or something? We can switch like, it up, man. Like I said, I think Kyler Murray better than Lamar. Well, Lamar or Carson Wentz? How about that? I ain't nobody saying about no Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about the Colts' chance to make the playoffs this year? What's going on with the team? This was not a topic. <laughs> on my, my thing, it did have zero two teams most likely. Man, y'all crazy, bro. <laughs> that is our that is our last topic. So this is your chance. Zero two teams okay. with the greatest chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, your Colts are zero two. Just lost to the Rams. My the team, Rams um, <laughs> this past week in an embarrassing loss. Embarrassing to team. No, embarrassing. But all right, zero two teams. I'll, I'll just list them out um, so everybody has them top of mind. We got the Minnesota Vikings, the Jaguars, Atlanta Falcons, New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, and New York Giants. Who is the most likely to make the playoffs? Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I definitely go Vikings on that. Wow, actually. Didn't you just say they were ass earlier, Jordan? <laughs> yes, I did. But but do you not understand the fact that Carson Wentz literally freaking sprained his left and his right ankle? That's hard to do. That's very hard to do. And <laughs> you know who our backup is? Take a piece. That dude sucks. So ain't no chance in hell that I'm going to say the New York Jets or the New York Giants over Minnesota Vikings. There's no, no chance. All right. So um, you got the Vikings. Okay. Tomorrow? I'll The Giants. Is, well, actually, I'll say Giants because that division is just so bad. So they actually have a chance. So I'll just say Giants. All right. Clayton. I was gonna go Colts, but F the Colts. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go oh man. I'm gonna go with the Giants too. The Giants. This is a hard decision because all of these teams uh oh by the way, I can put the Lions in there too. Oh no! They can stay there. I was hoping Green Bay lost so I could say Green Bay. Like that game is not over. It's not over. Stop that! Don't do that. Only winning. All right, second and goal, twenty-eight, seventeen. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna say the Vikings too. I hate agreeing with Jordan, but I'm gonna have to. Like agreeing with Skip Bayless is like the worst (laughs) thing possible. Um. Yeah, they just have so much offensive talent. They should have beat the Cardinals, and uh, they get to play the Lions and the Packers and the Bears. 
So I, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I would say Colts because that's actually a decent team, but well, we yeah. Carson we Wentz, um, you can't trust them. So I'll, I'll yeah, go Vikings. Yeah, there you go. Facts. All right. Awesome. Timo, anything else? Uh, I'm looking for some basketball season starts. I feel like that's in the podcast. You're really spicy. Hey, it's one month away, brother. One month away. Oh, that's going to get spicy between the co-hosts. I know. Oh, that. yeah. Best believe. I mean, who's really the goat, LeBron or Michael Jordan? Just a quick, a quick topic. Michael Jordan. All right. LeBron. Mike. Clayton? Thank you, Mike. So, Avery, why do you think LeBron's a goat when he's lost, what, six times mm-hmm. in the finals? So why do I why do I think he's the goat? <laughs> so you're telling no. me he's made it how many times? I was joking. We're not doing this right now. We'll wait for like a week before the season. We just can't do this right now. To be continued. To be continued. There you go. Yeah, this basketball is gonna be good because oh, yeah. let's go, Packers. We didn't even talk about the young quarterbacks, but the podcast ran a little long today. But we'll, we'll just get to that later on this week. Um, Clayton, will you be able to join us later this week? You feel, or will you be busy with uh, class and being a doctor? Uh, what what day are y'all planning on doing it? Uh, what day works best for you, my brother? Probably the weekend. Um, Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday night, Saturday night, something like that. Right. I feel like Friday works because it's right before the college football and NFL games, and right after Thursday night game, so that works. Yeah, let's do Friday night for sure. Yeah, do that. Okay. I'd awesome. love to touch on Zach Wilson, um, Trevor Lawrence, the young quarterbacks, and uh, release my. Preseason, um, rookie quarterback, future career rankings. Um, <laughs> well, I got something for that. So we'll touch on that on Friday, and uh, yeah, it should be interesting. There should be a, a good amount of rookies. I think Fields will be playing this weekend. They don't want him to play, man. They literally said they want any Dalton to play if he's healthy. Yeah, but he's in doubt. Yes. So. It's, time, it's time for field to take the field. But another great podcast, guys. Um, this has been Last on the Death Chart. Your co-host, Avery Better, Timon Jones, a special guest, Jordan Covington. I wish you guys a great night. Thank you to all our listeners. Have a great day.